0: Oh yeah, fuck yeah. It's the King of the Couch back in your ear holes for another edition of the world's greatest podcast, the King of the Catch podcast. Damn good to be back in your ear holes. Had a week off, unintentional. I'm sorry for anybody I let down. <clears throat> I will say, and I'm sure there's a handful of people I let down week to week that when I don't do a show and they don't let me know. And if that if that is you, I do apologize. Um, there's one guy, and I've got to give him a shout-out just straight up because I appreciate, um, I appreciate him calling me out on this. Uh, I know G Kingsman from way back, Brad Arnold. Uh, shout-out, mate. Every time I release merch, you buy merch. You give me feedback on the show all the time. Always positive stuff, of course. But every time I miss that weekly episode... You let me know, you ping me about and you go, mate, my week has been thrown off. The balance is upset. You've upset the week. And I apologize, deeply apologize. I now walk into weeks going, if I didn't do a podcast, I've I've let down Brad Arnold. And that gets to me. So... For everybody that missed me last week, I apologize deeply, but really deeply apologize to Brad Arnold because he lets me know. But seriously, in all seriousness, I fucking appreciate your ear holes, mate, and I I fucking appreciate every goddamn man, woman, they, them, he, she, whatever pronouns, whatever. Mm-hmm. Listen to this show. I appreciate the fuck out of you. I fucking appreciate it. Um, sitting here tonight, joined by a little glass of sablon blanc. It wasn't going, but I thought fuck it, why not, you only YOLO once, right, so that's what I've done, nothing fancy, because uh, I'm, I'm an unpretentious male, Hardy's. it's like a, it's like a one litre bottle too, Sav Blanc, like white wine, mmm, take it in, if you drink wine, you got to sniff it, that's the way it works, you know what I mean, fucking, you come up, one finger firmly on one nostril, put the other nostril on the gas and sniff away, but seriously, cheers to you, cheers to me, cheers to fucking everybody that matters, mmm. But I've been well, and uh, yeah, sincere apologies, I took a week off, I didn't intend to take a week off, uh, we'll get to why I had a week off, just nothing but pure laziness, and just absolutely came off a huge bender of a weekend, um, and it was a good one, I needed it, I think, I think I fucking needed it, I know I needed it, and it was great. We'll talk about that, that will be covered in the section of this show, I've neatly titled The Bucks Party. Can't give too much away, obviously, names, you know, things like that. They've got to stay, it's got to stay discreet uh, for tax purposes and a few other purposes, but, mate, what a weekend. What a fucking weekend, but we'll get to that soon. Um, if you're not already, subscribe to the show. Uh, go and give me a review online. I haven't had a review in a while, and that's probably because I'm getting a bit bit shonky my old age. I will say too, I don't really review many people of the podcast that I listen to. They might affect me so, so deeply, but I've rarely given it an online review. I'll tell you what, I'll make you a deal. Someone give me a review online, let me know, and then I'll go and review a podcast as well. Actually, if you do me a review, let me know, and I'll do do something nice for you, deliberately nice, directly for you. And of course, if anything resonates with you in this show or any other show, um pay it forward clip it send it to a loved one i know there's some funny parts in here i'm not totally egotistical but i know it can be a bit funny Uh, of course you know haha it's a bit of bit of humor in there there's some heartfelt stuff in there of course mate motherfucking movie of the week a song of the week a book of the week whatever it is just fucking pay it forward i don't give a shit but just pay it forward i love that stuff um i love i love when like someone I, i respect and and fucking you know whatever respect they pass something on whether it's an album a song or this or that a podcast especially and go fuck man that was sick and if they didn't do it i probably wouldn't have caught on to it so paying it forward it's a huge one it's a huge one actually one of these books i recommend tonight was, was paid forward by my fucking life coach so we'll talk about that um but anyway i'm back and i'm damn glad to be here i swear to god i will say it straight at the front I've, I've been i've been dabbling with the with the ongoing of the show for a while now every time i'm not on the mic i think oh god like because life is moving pretty pretty hectic at the moment work's busy i've got two kids like i was up at fucking dawn this morning in bed by like 2 a.m last night just i fell asleep on the couch but we'll talk about that but didn't get a lot of sleep so i was a bit tired before not often i was putting arabella to bed i'm like oh god you know the show like did i do it i love it but you know it's one of those things thought Brad arnold of course and as soon as i get my ass in this chair and the mic starts rolling and i'm looking at this camera. I feel good. You know what I mean. It's a euphoric fucking feeling. It's like it's like as almost as good as an orgasm. You know what I mean? Almost as good. That's pretty fucking hard to beat. But anyway, my weekend. Thank you for asking. Honestly, coming off a bender, bucks party weekend, going into a wholesome family weekend. I I I, like it's one of things I love getting to the weekend. You know, people go, oh, it's so nice to have a quiet weekend. And, like, yeah, it is. But, like, is it really, you know, nice to have a quiet weekend? I don't know. I get to the weekend thinking, I'm going to have a quiet weekend. And then I go, eh, let's get a little bit loud. You know what I mean? Let's get a little bit loud. That would be nice. But um, I needed, I uh, had some much needed family time, just me, Beck, and the two kids. And it, it was seriously um, <clears throat> one of the greatest weekends I've ever had. It was a great weekend. We'll we'll break in it. We'll start nicely. Friday night, real, real, no surprise here. Pizza and a little bit of wine, a little bit of vino. I think I had one or two beers and then cracked some wine. It was a great night. Um, again, white wine, loving white wine at the moment. nice Not drink it every day, just like half the week. But I'm loving it. You know what I mean? And yeah, Friday night was pizza night. Arabella always wants pizza. We got a whole fucking pizza to herself, a whole ham and pineapple pizza, and I swear she eats maybe one slice two slices and it's getting to beck i can see it. she goes we order this pizza for her and she doesn't eat it i'm like beck she's three she's a kid like i mean she's not gonna eat more than like two full slices let's be honest she's a little sparrow but yeah it gets to gets to becky at the moment so she's like we're not having pizza again that's it so i don't know maybe the kibosh on pizza friday night is done i will say i genuinely love pizza on friday night it's not just the pizza it's the it's the art of not having to make dinner on a friday night i don't want to fucking cook a meal on a friday night that's something etched in stone somewhere that's live have written on and i just don't want to do it okay i don't want to do it so pizza's always a fucking good go-to but yeah pretty cash friday um bit of sport on i can't remember what to watch i think i watched maybe you know panthers melbourne no that was fucking thursday night doesn't matter great game um had some wine i'm sure i watched a little movie but i can't recall I may have went to bed early don't know Look, all in all, it was a great Friday night. I was pretty zonked at it. That's what I did. Did some research. I have, I had, a, I felt like I had a week at work where I hadn't really achieved much, you know what I mean? I always do, but sometimes I like to track the things I do at work or track the things I do in the week so I can look back and go, yeah, that's what you did. Even though I was going to have a drink on Friday night and have some uh, well-earned pizza, I, I didn't. This might seem crazy to people, but I, did, I felt like I didn't deserve the drink, you know what I mean? So instead of like wasting away watching a, um, a movie and having a dream, and just feeling like a worthless piece of scum I come up to the desk where I am HQ. I got on YouTube Started watching some uh, some different sort of podcasts and videos Some stuff that I'm interested in at the moment And took a whole page of notes You know what I mean? Took a whole page of notes Spent probably an hour, hour and a half Just really fucking vibing out Taking some notes And expanding my mind Expanding my horizon uh my awareness and i felt really good and then i went downstairs after that and i thought you know what i've deserved it you know I didn't put on a movie can't record what i did i think i just watched some music videos you know what i mean like i love music obviously and that was it then went to bed like a contented man on a friday evening which takes me to saturday i'm gonna have a drink here i've got a bit of every time i get on the mic lately i've got a bit of fucking phlegm dog action at the back of my throat so i'm gonna see if i can gently swig the wine and swallow the phlegm at the same time. That's disgusting. But it's the truth. And I never lie to the audience. <sighs> no, nah, can't do it. You can't do that silently. I'm so sorry about it. You can't do that silently. It's my show. It's warts and all. You love it. So we keep coming back. You go, we know he's gonna do something fucking disgusting with phlegm or belching or you know. I've let even farts off on this show. You wouldn't even know because I do them really silently. But if you were in this room, good chance you'd smell it. Saturday morning, went to our favourite coffee shop, um, Arenda, I've given them a few shouts out on here, They've, they had an old location which has been smashed to bits because there's so much fucking development going on in Calandra, unfortunately, good or bad, I don't know, I'm not one of these like anti-money people, but like there's some really quaint little places in town and then they're just getting knocked down for this huge high-rise and stuff, which I don't love seeing, Um but anyway, they moved to a new location at Kings Beach. It's a banger location. It's just a different vibe now. But I did see that they had an alcohol menu added to their to their menu, I guess. To, they've they added a menu to the menu, uh, being alcohol. And I thought, uh, I sent a message the other day to Briley, the, the owner. I said, look, I'm not drinking. That's why you haven't, I'm drinking coffee, sorry. That's why you haven't seen me in a while. I find decaf coffee like being bought like as a flat white. I make a decaf coffee at home with hardly any milk. And it's just like, it's a bit of a weird a weird thing when you buy it out. It's very milky, I don't know. It's better to have a coffee out than a decaf coffee, you know, there I've said it. But I'm not drinking caffeine. I'm probably rocking on seven, eight weeks now, no caffeine, and I really enjoy it. I like it. Don't know if I'll ever go back. Probably maybe have another cup of coffee, but I'm sort of scared too, so that's why I haven't done it. But anyway, that's, a whole, that's, another, that's another fucking chapter. But what I, what I did see on their menu was mimosas, right? So when we got up on Saturday morning, we did a little bit of fucking friggin' jigging around and, with the kids and whatnot. And we went down there and a little bit heated Saturday morning. Anyone with kids will know this, you know what I mean? Like, it can be awesome. It can be great. It's going so well, so smoothly. And then you ask them to, like, fucking put their day clothes on or some stupid shit. And they just like, fuck you. I don't want to do that. That's their attitude, and they just drop it. They just fucking spit the dummy, and you're like, "What happened?" I oh, put these shoes on. I don't want to wear those shoes. My socks don't fit. This is fuck. My undies are done. My pants are all done. No, I want to do that. All they want to do is sit there and watch YouTube. You know what I mean? That that's the real crux of it. You know what I mean? And of course, I fucked up because I was tired on Saturday morning, and I gave her the phone to look at YouTube. Right? And people go, "Oh, you're a bad parent." I was not a bad parent. I was just a tired parent. And fuck you if you think I'm a bad parent because I'm not. I'm a tired parent. Right? We've all done it. It's 21st century you know, she didn't want to get off the phone, so she cracked it, so instead of the coffee, we said, fuck this, let's go get mimosas, went down there, got a breakfast wrap, got arabella some eggs, chilled in there, was feeling completely fucking present, loved it, and I will say, Arenda, shout out, prob- probably, actually, definitely, I'm going to go out here and say this is the biggest thing, it's the best mimosa I've ever had, I expected champagne, prosecco, whatever, Bubbles, that's what I fucking wanted, wanted bubbles. I expected bubbles and orange juice. That's a classic Mimosa. Cool, fine, would have been happy with that. That's exactly what I was wanting, right? No, 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 they had to fucking, they had to up the ante. They had to fucking go harder than that. They made a Mimosa with watermelon, pineapple, and lime juice. Holy shit, it blew my absolute dick off. Loved it. It was the best, uh, best Mimosa I've ever had. That's probably the best review of Mimosas ever. Legit. Dick blown off by this mimosa. I'm thinking about it right now, and my mouth is watering. I want one so bad. Mm. Mimosa, and that's a Kings Beach. So if you're in town, go to a Kings Beach. Order the mimosa. Tell them King of the Couch sent you. Seriously, uh, great, unreal morning. Did that. Love Riley. Love the owner. She's great. So we'll be going back there. That's what I said to her. I said, look, this is sick. Now that you've got alcohol here, I've kicked the caffeine, but I'm still. pretty you know sociable alcoholic so yeah we'll be back quite regularly for that Um, don't worry about finances we'll be back neck mimosas so that was the that was the morning my baby boy my beautiful baby boy my handsome baby boy he turned three months I don't you celebrate these milestones now every month every day you know people in their little flashcards that do that my son is two weeks old my daughter is three days old you know, whatever, I like it, cool, let's celebrate, any reason to celebrate, let's fucking celebrate, right, because life can be pretty fucking sometimes, so you got to celebrate, so my son was three months old, uh, Beck was stoked about it, the whole family was stoked about it, it was a shitty weather day, we didn't give a fuck, we walked straight across to the beach, I had intended to get in the car and go out to the plaza, that's our next story, and a bit of suit shopping, and nah, went down to the beach, took some amazing photos, the weather was shit. But it was, didn't matter, right? Arab was running on the rocks. Uh, it was Oscar's first time on the beach. Peck was having a good time. I love taking photos. I love the memories, you know what I mean? I'm getting a new iPhone coming up soon, which will be good for the show. Cha-ching, will be good. I'll probably look like a whole different fucking human being on this camera. But it was incredibly sick, you know what I mean? Uh, just a, a really fucking good morning. It was just super cool. <clears throat> Took the shoes off, sandy feet, didn't matter. Straight up to the plaza. So we had a great little morning at the King's Beach. And then we went to the plaza, I so said I had to buy a suit. I've got, obviously, me best mate Jordan uh, getting married on Heyman Island in about three weeks, and the f- night one. This is not just any ordinary wedding people, this is the wedding of the century, right? So night one is a white party, I believe, something like that. I'm trying to find a white suit, beige suit, the cream, the ivory, the off-white, the bone, whatever I can get, I'm gonna get it. Um. So I got to find a suit, and I went to the plaza knowing that they, I just didn't have much luck. They don't have a lot there. Sunshine Plaza is our local uh, shopping center. If you're a Sunshine Coast person or you've ever been up to Marucho, you've probably seen it. There's just not a lot there, you know what I mean? It didn't I didn't really hold my breath, and frankly, couldn't find fuck all. You know how I feel about the pants with the 32-inch waist and the really, really long legs. Naturally, there was a few of them getting around. I took a wide berth from there because you know how it riles me up. And that was it. So I couldn't find a suit, which I didn't really give a fuck about, frankly. Um, I thought, what will be, will be. I've got my cousin's 21st party on Sunday night. Shout out Lizzie. Uh, I can't wait for that. She's having like a whole, like a a colorful theme party, I guess. So I've got a whole closet full of Hawaiians. Went into the shops, couldn't find anything I wanted. I thought, fuck it. I've got heaps. We'll dust them off. It's been a while since I've worn them. Give love, give love to what I've got instead of buying another fucking bit of fast fashion. So we did that and got to have Betty's Burgers. Shout out Betty's Burgers. Love Betty's Burgers. Love a sponsorship for Betty's Burgers. But seriously, it's probably my favorite burger, Betty's Burgers. I get the Betty's Classic with the pickles. Got to have pickles. I don't know people that can have a burger without pickles. I don't know if I fully trust them. Would love to know how many people on this show are eating burgers without pickles. Do you know what I mean? Listeners, let me know. I would love to know. Had a Betty's Burgers. A little Coke with some onion rings and fries. My compliments to the chef, delicious. I then went and got some rump and a basic ass salad for dinner. And it was just so nice. I'm a porterhouse man, generally speaking. Um, But the rump just looked good. So I got the rump and loved it. Got some more beers, got some wine for Becky. And that was it. I said, like, I made her a deal. I said, I'm not going to go into it because children might be listening to this show if mum and dad have left the podcast audio on. But I said, look, quote-unquote, let's make time to connect on Saturday night. I'll even forfeit watching the Broncos game live because I I'm badly want to connect with you, read between the lines. But that's what I did. So I said, let's get a bottle of wine. I'll get 15 beers. I didn't drink 15 beers. I had one, two. But I wanted to have some wine with her. She didn't want any wine I can't, I can't on Saturday night. So I was a bit worried. Steak and salad went down an absolute treat. So good. Really good. Cooked the rump really well. I have. I mean, actually having a really good, really good time at cooking lately. I love cooking. So good. It takes me to Sunday night next because I made the best pasta I've ever made. But let's just say Saturday night was a glorious night, glorious evening, and I drink to that. Oh baby. No, but seriously, I needed it. As anyone, I will say. Anybody that is a um, parent of one, two, ten kids, I don't know. The more kids you have, the less time you get. Now, having one kid, you generally get a lot of time chopped up. You add 40, 50 hours a week with work. I work from home, but even those people that are commuting, there's more time there. Oh, it's a deal. You come home, like you'd be fucking on in the morning, you're fucking on in the evenings. And like between 7 a.m. and maybe 8, 8, 8.30, you're pretty cooked, right? So then to make time for each other, like, this is why I think so many people have, like, fucked relationships, because they eventually just go, oh, no, we need to keep this kid routine, and this and that, and it's so super important, and we've got to do everything for the kid, and everything this, and in the end, eventually, just let yourself go, or you let your relationship go to the the wayside, and then you got this whole other set of fucking depression and anxiety on your shoulder, all because you just were trying to be the fucking parent of the year. Now, let's be honest, give yourself a bit of credit, because... Just prioritizing a little bit of time each week for your relationship doesn't mean you're a shitty parent. In fact, it means you're a great parent because you give a fuck about your relationship, right? I'm a child of divorce. Thanks for bringing it up. But it's just one of those things you got to do. So if there's any people listening to this, right, that are not having a great time in their relationship, maybe in themselves, I would look within yourself, find out what the fuck you need to do, right? I've been doing a lot of soul searching lately. Um, whatever that may look like for you. Then turn to your partner and then address each other's fucking, what's going on? Pull each other up. What are our challenges? What's going on? What do we need to do? Bex absolutely hating on me lately. Cool. Done. Right. Why is that? There's a little bit of me, a little bit of you. Let's get to the bottom of it. Mate, within about 48 hours, we'd gone from like, I think she's going to divorce me. We're not even married, but I think she's going to kick my ass to the curb and I'm going to start paying child support or some fucking gnarly shit like that to Saturday night having a great conversation completely in-depth, in the zone, pure connection. And you wake up Sunday morning going, this is new again. This is exciting again. This is different again because we prioritize a little bit of time, literally like an hour or two. Do you know what I mean? So that's my fucking hot tip of the week. You know what I mean? Take time with your loved one. Take time with yourself. Your kids will thank you for it in years to come. I guarantee it. Gets a tick of approval. Anyway, that was Saturday night. Fucking great Saturday. Great Saturday. Sunday morning, got up, went for a walk uh, around our little housing estates. Lovely little 3K loop we do. Arabella got on the Flying Fox. First time ever. The first time we went there, she was a bit scared, but got on the Flying Fox. I was super stoked. I love being a dad for that reason. When you get to see the look on a child's face when they use a fly fox for the first time it's so fun even as an adult i've used them probably hundreds of times and it's still fun for me to jump on a fly fox imagine the first time a three-year-old jumps on a flying fox it was sick i was just waiting for her to be like <clears throat> you know how like kids like get a bit of speed and then they hit the end eventually they just get fucking pinged up you know what i mean like a i don't know like something that pings things up and just throws them down like a bag of shit didn't happen she had a tight grip it was nice we did that got home had some chores to do uh clean the car beck's really good on the car clean i started doing it um but then she swiftly took over And i was getting a bit of vitamin d at this point so trying to tan my muscles my white little body hanging out with the kids doing this doing that putting stuff in the bin just chores our house needed some some love and attention so we did the chores we did that um I had a whole bunch of St. Vinny's shit to take to St. Vinny's. Just old clothes and stuff like that. I think that's really nice to do that. Uh, I'm not a saint by any means, but um, I've worn people's clothes that, you know, I didn't pay for. Friends of me like, hey, do you want this? I'm like, yeah, cool. That's basically like a St. Vinny's fucking thing. I took like four bags, <clears throat> clothes, kids' clothes, best clothes, my clothes, whatever. Took them to Lifeline. Some other legend will get to wear that. They might be down in their luck who knows, There could be a little op shopper, they might flip it, that pair of pants, that pair of slacks that someone's thrown out, that I've thrown out, they might flip it, make some money on it, good for you, good for you man, or woman, I don't care, but that's what you do, so it was nice to do a little fucking lifeline trip, grocery shopping on a Sunday, not my highest, uh, highest value on a Sunday, we'll be honest, but I need to eat, and let's be honest, we need to eat or we'll die, so we had to do that. Beck nailed it. The kids fell asleep in the car. I sort of just did a few blockies. She nailed it about an hour. She's a gun on that. She loves it. Went in. I really played for a while. Did our thing. Come out. Come home. Cooked my weekly stew. Prepped my stew up. Unreal. Had some today. Pretty good. Pretty good. Got some flour back in it. Wasn't too stoked with it. I like it a bit watery now. I've changed. Then we went back down to King's Beach. We had such a good time on Saturday and the weather was mint on Sunday, right? So we went back down to King's Beach. Took the spades and this and that. I had an intention to go for a swim. Put my feet in, the tension quickly went away. So we didn't do that, but I dug a big fucking hole. Basically just sand castles, you know? So that was that was good. Arabella got cold. She was like, I've been here about half an hour. She's like, fuck this, dad, I want to go home. My legs are itchy. I don't know what that was about. But anyway, we did that. Come home. I'd intended to have a couple of beers, which I naturally did anyway. But Beck's like, look, let's hit an hour of power. The patio's disgusting. Anyone out there with little dogs, uh, big dogs, but it's a definite little dog thing is they just love pissing on areas where you want to be, right? I want to go out to my patio, have a coffee in the morning, have a beer in the afternoon, whatever it is, uh, and there's piss everywhere. Just dog piss. It stinks like piss. I've got a shit backyard. It's not gross, but it is gross. I hate it. I'm not inspired by it. I will say it. I'm going to yeah. Hand of my heart, I'm not inspired by it. I want a new backyard. Want a new house eventually, but the backyard is a big thing because I like being an outdoorsman, right? I'm an indoor outdoorsman. So we had to get rid of that fucking dog piss. So we had like dishwashing liquid all over the patio. I'm scrubbing it like a fucking madman. Getting the water. Had a good time. Just a bit of water play with the family. Really good. Really like, you know, wholesome little sun afternoon. Come down a little bit of sport on, not much, some UFC was on yesterday, didn't really get to watch it, I watched the fight today at some point, um, but yeah, Cheetah Vera, knocked fuck out of Dominic Cruz, spoiler alert, I wanted to see it, loved it, got an issue with Dominic Cruz, but I like Cheeto, so I want him to be the champ soon, so unreal, and then yeah, last night, just um, watched a movie, which will be my movie of the week, The Peanut Butter Falcon, loved it, seriously, great movie, I was going to watch The Grey Man, I will say, Let's well, just, we'll get, we'll get to do the movie just for two seconds in a sec. But yeah, basically that was my Sunday. Cooked the stew on, had some wines, fell asleep, woke up at 2.30am, put the stew away, went to bed, woke up at six, hit the pavement for a walk. Beck was super nervous. She's like, you drink these wines all night, you're not going to get up in the morning. I was like, Mm-mm-mm. I'm getting up in the morning no matter what. When I my alarm went off at fucking six o'clock this morning, did I want to hit the pavement? No, I fucking did not. I did not. Because I'll be honest, I just needed some sleep and I thought, you know what? I am not going to deal with Beck's wrath because I told her and I made a promise to myself. So here you go. There's a bit of fucking David Goggins for you. A bit of motivational Jocko Willink type shit. I set a fucking standard for myself, right? No matter how many wines I had last night. I didn't have heaps. I had a few. But I had to get up. I got up. Better for it. Listen to my book. And yeah, unreal. Some bad dreams on, on the way home. Some music. Come back. Good. Smash work all day. That was my weekend. Best weekend ever. Fuck, I'm forgetting one crucial part. The prawn pasta, the garlic prawn pasta. I made the best prawn pasta ever made last night. Minimal ingredients. I'm going to give you a recipe here real quick. Get some prawns, duh. Get some prawns, get some raw garlic, get some butter, get some olive oil, some good shit. If you can get good shit, get all the good shit. I had some Maldon salt too. I'm on the Maldon salt. If you're not taking Maldon salt, get some and crack pepper. And when you wanna get yourself some nice pasta uh this is in law was up here recently she left some of that barilla pasta in my house delicious i'll be converting to barilla pasta soon get some of that i said the prawns pasta lemon you want the zest of a lemon the juice of a lemon and you want to keep some of the boiling water from the pasta right you want to fucking oil up butter up that pan garlic up that pan get the prawns in there bang that out cool next thing you want to get the pasta in there bang it out right I also got some parsley, which Arabella helped me cut up. Thank you. Thank you, sweetheart. She did that. Heaps of butter, bit more oil, bit of boiling water, parsley in there, some salt, some pepper, mix it up, get that texture just nice and oh, i like to say greasy. It sounds like a disgusting way, but nice and sort of a bit greasy, a bit buttery. You want buttery, you want that texture of butter. Oh, honestly, the best of her made. Beck was absolutely coming in her pants at this. She loved it. She was, We fucking committed carbicide last night. Unreal. Best one I've ever made. Anyone that follows me on Instagram knows I took the photos. I love taking photos of my food. I don't give a fuck how fucking stupid that is. I love it. Unreal. All right, that's my weekend. Oh my God, let's take a breath. Take a breath. Take a breath, Tomo. Into the nose, out through the mouth. Hardies in the mouth. Mmm. So, yeah. That was unreal. I will say, let's do movie of the week real quick. Movie of the week: The Peanut Butter Falcon. Loved it. I went in, was gonna watch The Gray Man. Bit of action, bit of fucking whatever, blood and guts on a Sunday night. We I mean, getting in touch with our emotions lately. It's a movie I wanted to watch. It's about a boy with Down syndrome and Shia LaBeouf's character, who's like this kind of kind of lost soul, I guess in a way, lost cause, bit violent, whatever. I knew it was going to be a bit of a tear joke, that's what my feeling was going into it, and I don't really like, previously, old Tomo, he didn't really like getting in touch with his emotions, but I thought, you know what, I want to watch this fucking movie, Beck wanted to watch a movie too, let's put it on, if we cry, we cry, you know what I mean, (laughs) that will happen, but I I, I didn't really cry, I got my eyes welled up in parts, but it was a beautiful story, Um, this guy basically, it just made me think a, a lot, and it, it was it was just a really good movie, but uh, Shia LaBeouf, no spoilers, he um, has a thing, basically he's a, he's a fisherman there in Florida somewhere, uh, switch over to this guy with Down Syndrome, he's in a home, like an old people's home, his parents have just like given up on him and stuff, which I hate that sort of shit, he escapes, and that's what the story is about, and he meets up with Shia LaBeouf's character, who is essentially escaping from the life that he's got too, I won't tell you why, um, and then it's about the other, the female um, part of She's looking for the the fellow with Down syndrome, and the names escaped me because I had a couple of ones watching it. But just a really good story. They incorporate pro wrestling, which I love. I was Jake the Snake features in it. Uh, Mick Foley features in it. For any wrestling fans of yesteryear, the WWF, the Attitude Era, the Glory Days, and all beyond that. But yeah, honestly, ten out of ten movie. Uh, really heartfelt. Really touching. Funny in parts. Just good story. You know what I mean? I love Shia LaBeouf. Um, I always have liked him, but there's something sort of real genuine about the guy, I don't know, I just really like it, this this um this Down syndrome actor, uh, God, I don't know his name, but he played a really awesome part too, so yeah, really, really good, The Peanut Butter Falcon, 10 out of 10, loved it, go and check it out, want some heartfelt, funny sort of stuff in your life, you know what I mean, and I I needed that, I'm, I was a better person watching that movie, so we did that, that was my movie of the week, I will give you my song of the week now, Anything by Fucking Bad Dreams. I can't get enough of Bad Dreams at the moment. I've just been, for the last month, just smashing Australian music. It was Violent Soho, now it's Bad Dreams. But I got onto this Australian playlist. It was like Australian alternative classics today after I was listening to Bad Dreams. But I had like Silverchair on there, Living In, UMI, fuck, Body Jar, all sorts of shit. And so good. So I literally just spent all day listening to Australian music, right? But the whole... uh, Dogs of Bay album by Bad Dreams is so good. It's to me, it's just like a throwback of the best time in Australian music. You know, you got like Cold Chisel in there. You got like Midnight Oil, Hoodoo Gurus, those sort of bands, right? The real pub rock bands. Then you've got like this new school spinning up with like Bad Dreams, who like they kind of like sort of straight out of the '80s in a way, but they sound newer if that makes sense. I don't know, but something real quintessential, authentic about this band. They they sound gritty. They look gritty. They've kind of got, there's like there's dirt on the record and that's what I fucking want, you know what I mean? The lyrics hit hard in the best way possible. The guitars are good, the drums are good. Love the guy's voice. Fuck, man, I'm just gushing over here of a bad dream. So funnily enough, when I was down at Kings Beach on Saturday morning, I had thinking I was thinking about getting a Bad dream shirt recently, right? Look across this guy. God, fuck, he, he looks familiar, this guy. Met him once at ballet, doesn't matter. What t-shirt is he wearing? Fucking Bad Dreams t-shirt. So thought, must be a good cunt. But yeah, Bad Dreams, go and check it out. If you like Aussie pub rock, really good music. Let's just put it, just go and listen to it. If you like a band that's really good, go and listen to Bad Dreams. I can't fucking talk about it. And then go and look at the Australian Alternative Classic Playlist on Spotify, Unreal. i want to give you some books here too, just while we're on it. I've got three books on the go. What a fucking, what a G. I will tie into a story in a sec. Uh, Think Like a Monk, Jay Shetty. Loving it. Man's Search for Meaning by Victor E. Frankel. That was referred to me by my life coach, uh, Rex Irwin. Unreal, it's about a prisoner of war, World War II. Quite heated, quite a heavy topic, but it really puts things into perspective, of course. So if you're struggling with gratitude or just think you've got it really, really bad, I like to put those things in perspective. And plus it's just a part of history that's it's super sad but super interesting at the same time. Like Anyway, and then the other one I'm listening to is Dr. John D. Martin, Ultimate Wealth Mastery, because I want to be a fucking bajillionaire one day. Uh, but no, seriously, in this book it's like 16 hours, all about money, finance. But there's so many fucking lessons in there, are just about awareness, gratitude, being present, like your whole life, the pros and cons of everything, your values and stuff like that. You know, it rolls a lot around money, of course, but man, it's so much more than money. So I would go and check that out. So that's all the uh, the media. Done and dusted. Crumple up. Done. Oh, okay. I've got I've got a few things here to talk about, and I don't want to run over an hour tonight, but there's a good chance I will. The bucks, the bucks, the bucks, the bucks. I've got to give it a quick shout out because I think people are excited to me to do a full breakdown. I won't give everything away. It's a bucks party, right? What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Becky went and had a hen's party. She got herself fucking well blackout drunk. I'm sure all the girls did, right? The boys, we did our best. But it was a fucking legendary weekend. Uh, Jordan's my best mate, and I love him to death. And he just knows how to put on a good time, right? Um, got a fair bit of cash, so that's great. That plays, that works really, really well. So I will, I I'll I'll gush for a while. But good bunch of cunts. Probably just a really good mix of people, you know what I mean? A lot of really inspiring figures in that room too. Um, Jordan has a really a really cool ability to like get people to gravitate towards him that that have substance I think you know for the most part um, so all these people in this room have all probably meant something to him in some way shape or form you're looking at you know <laughs> numero uno over here of course um, big up myself but yeah there was just some fucking really inspiring characters in there and i'm in there like taking notes you know these people have like done really well financially and their lives and whatnot I, I consider them successful and i'm like kind of It's like what do you do man like i'm really interested in what people are doing and want to know how they've done it and stuff like that but just some really good crew you know i mean we all gelled real well together but anyway get down saturday morning early as fuck wake up um i will say he's 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 put me on business class, unreal. So we flew business class. I will say I can't go back to economy at this point. Cannot go back to economy. So I'm gonna have to raise my financial uh, profile because I'm not getting cramped in there like a little fucking caged battery hen, right? I'm the king and I'm traveling business class. I've set that's the standard for my life now. But I tell you what, anyone that hasn't traveled it, I wouldn't go and do it because. You don't want to go back to economy after that. So I'm in a real pickle now where I've got to start making a shitload more money because whenever I get in a plane, it's business or nothing. Um, but it's so different up there. You get on, they give you wine, the hosties are just nicer. You get a lot of room, you can fucking breathe in there. It's so good. Sit next to a bloke and there's these two chicks over here, these old, these sort of middle-aged girls. They were having a good time. We were all in the shams. I turned to this guy, just small world, Brisbane, right? And I we'll give this guy a shout-out, shout Jaden Dimore, Shout-out, mate. You're probably one of the best people I've ever met on a plane in my life. Coincidentally, he sort of knew of Jordan. He is, he knows my mate Lewis Mocker, does his Mastermind course, and he knows my mate fucking Michael Dr. Love Rush. And it was just small world. But the way we connected on this plane, swapped each other's fucking, you know, dates on Instagram, whatever, and he was going down to Sydney to see a gang of years. I'm sure he had a sick time. We just got talking. We fucking knew all these mutual people. He's there. He's got a book there, right? We start talking about book. The one lesson I took off him, right? And this is what I was thinking on this plane. He said to me on this plane, he's reading a book about stress-free psychology, David Allen. Got a bit of a photographic memory, of that sort of stuff. He said, oh, we're talking about life and this and that, right? And he says, oh, I like to read, I aim to read 25 to 30 books a year. Like that's like my goal I set for myself, right? And he's like, this book, he's like, I've, I've read this before. He's like, it's, it's a good book. I was like, yeah, I was checking that out. And, and he was talking about always traveling business class. This is not an egotistical statement or anything like that. We were just talking about this sort of stuff, right? And he assumed that probably I travel business all the time, which I do not. It's my first time. And I was just sitting back there going, you know what? I've read like two books this year. I am on my third one, my fourth and my fifth. And I fly economy, right? This is not a deep friend of the economy, but I fly economy. I don't want to do that forever. He's reading 25, 30 books a year. he's he's footing the bill to to fly a fucking business class himself. So I was like, right, cool. The lesson I learned there was like, start to read more. You know what I mean? Successful, powerful people, they read a lot. So, but beyond that, like the guy was just a fucking legit dude. He'd had a new daughter. We talked about that. Partners, talked about our friendships. He was talking about fucking Lewis. And we were talking about the small worldness of it all. And we just, in that hour, hour and 10 flight, necked four champagnes. I even got a takeaway cup. This is what they do in business class, I will say. You ask for a takeaway, we're calling it, I say roadie, but I've I've actually called it planies. If you're on a plane and you wanna you want a planey, all you gotta do is say, Hey, beautiful stewardess, could I please get a takeaway container full of champagne? They do it. In business they do it. It's a beautiful world. It's a fucking beautiful country we live in. These two chicks were off to Moulin Rouge. They were having a sick time. They put me onto the planes, frankly. They were like, yeah, get it and take takeaway. We've done it before. It's sick. It looks like a takeaway coffee, but it's full of champagne. I'm stomping around Sydney at fucking 9.45am in the airport waiting for my mate, drinking champagne. I was in for a fucking sick weekend. It was the best ever. Honestly, so good. We go in, check into Crown Towers, staying at a villa. Mint. The ultimate fucking pad. Seriously, best place I've ever stayed. Biggest place I've ever stayed. Most fanciest place I've ever stayed. Full bar in the apartment. Three king beds. Toilet that fucking just goes up. Well, when you walk into the door, it's like, yeah, welcome. Come shit on me. Amazing shower. Just the views of Sydney it was sick. Oh my God, I'm going to have a dream celebrating. Just one sec. Amazing. Seriously amazing place. Went down, met Chives and the crew and his family. I love his family as well. Everyone was there. It was good. Milky was there. Lewis was there. James Merrill was there. Guys having the best time ever. We went on this boat. Ghost 2. 120-foot yacht. Not to brag. Probably the biggest boat I've ever fucking been on. Kroners were just flying. Food was flying. Great food. Great fucking beer. And I was just necking beers like it was going out of fashion. Great day. Had the fucking jacket on. The button-down shirt. Just fucking chest like a madman just out. Had the jeans on. Kicked the shoes off. Didn't really... Wasn't really aware that you couldn't wear shoes on a boat, so um yeah so i just had the bare feet out so good i was a i was an able seaman that day i was like i felt like the captain king of the seas king of the harbor so good got a skin full of piss in us went out to dinner this place good china doll got drunk and drunk drunker went back you know to the crown towers and partied the fucking night away I will say, had ample sleep, right? I reckon I got about eight hours in, right? And that helped me. That's I feel that's the only way for me to avoid a hangover now. That is a sleep, right? Got back up, straight down to see the boys. 11 a.m., cracked into a lager. Unreal. Then went out to this place called Bert's at Newport. Shout out, Burt's at Newport. Probably the nicest place I'd ever been for lunch. Seriously, so good. Oysters, check, the best. Had a fucking sashimi platter. Unreal. The best ribeye on the bone I've ever had in my life, seriously good, and I tried caviar for the first time, we were going hard, drinking Dom Perignon, eating caviar, who the fuck am I, I'm a fucking balling ass motherfucker, eh, seriously, caviar though, isn't a quiet taste, I will say, it wasn't, wasn't really for me, but at 40 bucks a nip and everyone else is doing it, oh, I succumbed to peer pressure, I was doing it, look, you put it on your fucking hand here, right, like, if anyone's ever put anything on their hand, like, you know, you do a tequila shot and you might put the salt on your hand or something like that. Uh, you put a dollop on there, a good chunk, good teaspoon, lick it, and then we just, we did a shooter with it. Um, unreal, on the PP again, Sunday night, felt pretty fucking shit Monday, I'll be honest. Uh, jumped onto my mentor call at 8.30, went for a walk with uh, with the Chives and the brothers, uh, come back, jumped on my mentor call, felt like I had vertigo. Couldn't do the fucking Wim Hof breathing, but uh, all in all, a sensational weekend. I've been to a couple of Bucks parties, and this by far was the most luxurious in that way. But just a good bunch of crew, and um, I just thoroughly enjoyed myself. Uh, my best mate Chives, he had, the, he had the best time, and I just could tell he had a great time. So that, that meant a lot to me, you know, that he, he had a fucking great time. Come home, Becky had a fucking great time at the Hens party. She was blackout drunk. I could tell it. She looked worn out, she looked washed out. Um, she looked tired, so she got home a day early than I did, and took on the brunt of the kids. But she had a, she had a sister here, she had a mum here, she had help. Let's be honest, no need to roll out the pity party. She had help. So, and shout out for the sister in law and my mum and the mum for uh, mother in law for looking after the kids. They did a great job. It was seriously cool. So, I that means a lot to me. But yeah, if you ever have the chance to go to a villa at Crown Towers, go and check it out. But so good. The Harbour, Sydney, Burt's at Newport, China Doll on Saturday night. Oh, my God. People going, what's there entertainment house? We want to hear about the gory details. You have to be there. You had to be there. If you didn't get invited, sorry. This This is a VIP party. Can't kiss and tell. Can't share. I will say, though, it was a sick, sick weekend. And that's what I'll leave it at. That's what I'll leave it at. So now we've got the fucking wedding. First weekend of September. I'm super excited. Tomorrow night, we rehash the best man's speech and i start rehearsing i start rehearsals baby you think i'm just gonna walk up and wing it no 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 no, no. i'm gonna prepare i need to prepare i'm super excited about doing this speech i'm equal parts nervous and excited i can it means a lot to me to do this speech we'll we'll, we'll break it down after i do the speech of course in three weeks but i'm very very excited little update on my back Back at the physio, I have a third acupuncture, uh, it's feeling good, feeling loosey-goosey, you know, in a way, a little bit of nerve action, I've, I've, I've uh, hooked in or booked in, I should say, for a um, nerve block injection, I'm a little bit on the ropes where they get it, I have had a bursitis um, issue in my right shoulder, I've had a steroid injection in there, it could be cortisone, fucking athlete that I am, uh, the nerve block injection in my back will apparently help all the nerve pain. That's sort of the only thing that's given me grief at the moment. But um, it's got a lot better. And I have now got physio exercise. A real basic shit. Um, did my first night of it tonight. Feel good. I feel good that I can move. I start walking again in the mornings every day. Fucking motivational speaking kind of type guy, you know, just a real go getter. Gotta stay like that. Gotta stay motivated for myself. Gotta keep Beck fucking attracted to me. Got a million dollars to make. Gotta fly business class. Gotta fucking get a villa at the Crown Towers. You know how it goes. Fucking life moves pretty fast. Keep up, keep up. So my back's going good. I wanted to say too, speaking of planes, a couple of things I noticed on the plane. What's with those people that like get up? Prematurely, you know what I mean? That the seatbelt sign just goes off, they're fucking darting up, bang, cool, get the thing. And then they got a fucking well, we don't have this problem in business class. We sort of do, but I didn't because I just sat there like a gentleman. But they sort of fucking have to get up and the neck's all cranked over and they're just like, no, I'm I'm happy here. It's like, do you want a fucked little leg back situation happening with the chair here? Or do you just want to fucking rock your head over, like the hunchback of Notre Dame? So and they're just waiting, they're just waiting, 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 waiting get these chairs. It's like an orderly fashion thing for me, you know what I mean? These people, this is like the people that, they're just, they should just wait, show a bit of patience. You got the front fucking door and the back fucking door. Just wait. One at a time, we walk out like fucking gentlemen. It's so simple. But people love getting up. That one doesn't really bother me. This one doesn't really bother me either, but I just, I've never known this. I actually looked up tonight. Why... On takeoff and landing, do you need to have the shades up and your seat reclined, like fully up, you know what I mean? Because in business, I will say, that's a hell of a recline. I had a good thing come, on the on the way back, I had a good thing going on, a couple of champagnes on the way home and fucking just sitting back and enjoying myself and it's like, hey, sir, can you put it up? Yeah, call me sir because I'm in business class. Um, hey, King, can you put it up? I said, yeah, of course, you know, because... I'm a nice guy But it got me thinking. I was like Why do you have to do that Why, why do you have to put The, the shades up Because it's bright as fuck There sometimes And I don't like Looking out all the time You know I get a bit high I'm in a plane It's three thousand feet up It's a bit high don't like heights um, Apparently though It's a safety thing So the cabin crew Can see what's going on there And apparently It's something to do With your eyes Regulating that Like if it was light out And you've got the thing down And they go oh, You can't see Look, at the end of the day, it's probably just a bit of a fucking placebo effect or whatever makes you feel good. The hosties are up there. They don't need to fucking see out. Um, I always just thought it was unique why that was a thing. Never knew it. But look it up. Apparently, something to do with safety precautions and shit like that if the cabin crew can see up or down. I suppose at the end of the day, if the plane crashed and you were floating on water and you were fortunately still alive and the hostie came along, she goes, cool, we can see. That's where we are. We're in the fucking Pacific Ocean right now. And we'll make a fucking run for it because I can see out there shade. That's firmly up and your seat and your trade table secure. Yes, so good. So good. So good. I'm gonna have another drink. I feel so good. I love writing down these notes on this thing, my show notes, and then reading them out to you because I go, wow, what was I thinking? Um, I wrote a thing here what adult things can't you handle? Uh, I'll be honest, for me, it's taking pills. Um, I have a real hard time taking pills. I take them like a G. We're going to talk about my vitamins in a sec. Um, but yeah, I literally gag like a porn star. I can eat a full thing of food, have a full mouthful of food, swallow it, no worries. You get one of those little capsules. I will say some of them look like a fucking tranquilizer, right? Like they're so big. I put the water in my mouth. I stick it in. <laughs> gag like a porn star every time. doesn't matter. I've even had a point where I think I've like cut my neck my esophagus from just choking on these garlic and fucking horseradish pills once because they didn't have the fine coating, you know. But I do take a probiotic every day. I take one or two magnesiums a day um, and they, it's going well. I'm learning. I'm learning how to not gag like a porn star when I do the pills. But yeah, I've been taking a lot of vitamins since I was uh, when I had the coronavirus and shit like that and I was taking... The, the, it was more the inflammatory for my back so I started got into a really good fucking probiotic. I started taking magnesium at least once a day, generally twice a day, once in the morning, once in the evenings. Um, I don't think you can overdose on magnesium, but it's kind of rockstar life I lead. But it's been good, I think, for just that, the muscles and just a bit more mellow. Obviously, I'm a guy that can be quite anxious, something I'm really heavily working on, which so far, so good. It's been good. Um, And another thing that I've added into my diet is bone broth. I've been having bone broth every day. Um, I wanted to see how it helped me with my back and my skin. Um, it, it's you know, it's got full of collagen. Apparently, it's really good for your joints, your gut health, all this stuff. I say I've got pretty regular. I was never un- irregular, un- regular, irregular. but bone broth. I would go and check it out. Another mate of mine, I've just put him onto it too, and he's loving it. I've got the best of the bone brand. i just got the natural flavor. Becky's on it. It's got a smooth flavor. I love it. I've got salt in there. i got a bit of pepper in there. Man, so good. So it's essentially become like my my snack, my go-to snack now. Um, so go and check out some bone broth. I reckon if you've got some gut issues, go and get some bone broth in it. It seems to be like since I've had it, my back feels a bit better too. So I don't know the, let me go, bone broth benefits. I'll tell you right now exactly what they are. Okay, maybe anti-aging. Bone broth is associated with collagen and stru- uh, structural protein found in skin, cartilage, and bone so it helps the bones that's what I was you know I was keen on because it'll pinch nerve right and the cartilage all that shit good for digestion and gut health gelatin is the most abundant protein in bone broth i will say it's definitely good for digestion and my guts feel pretty fucking sweet i will say sometimes maybe a laxative effect depending on what you mix it with Ugh, take that as you will may support immune function may support joint health and may help promote sleep so that's a couple of the top things but so far so good i like it and probiotic and magnesium that's that's what I'm about. That is what I'm about. Um <laughs> couple other things. Roadhouse, one of the greatest movies ever. Probably one of my top ten movies. Patrick Swayze, God rest his soul. Uh they're doing a fucking reboot with Jake Gyllenhaal as Dalton, aka Patrick Swayze's character. Jake's a great actor, but oh leave the classics alone. He's never gonna live up to Patrick Swayze's standards. Uh I also found out that Conor McGregor It's his acting debut. Now, I've been a Conor McGregor fanboy for some time, but I don't know if this movie's going to hold much merit now that I know Conor McGregor's in on his acting debut. You're going to try and remake a movie like Roadhouse with Jake Gyllenhaal as the Patrick Swayze fucking character, and then you're going to put Conor McGregor in it as well? Is he the villain? Is he just a fucking henchman? What's he going to do? I don't know, but it seems like I will say I'll watch it. I will watch it. Um, I watch all the remakes too, and most of them are shit because they're so good. Let's be honest, Roadhouse is not like a crazy plot. It's not like The Matrix or Inception or something like that that you have to really think about. It's basically a guy is hired. He's he's a cooler, right? He's the best bouncer in the business. He's, He's hired to clean up a bar. There's bad people in town. He kicks the fuck out of them. There's a couple of deaths. He cleans the bar up. There's great music. There's some tits some great fight scenes and an awesome sex scene. <laughs> you could you could rehash that in a different order and make a different movie and call it not Roadhouse, call it something totally different. Do you know what I mean? But of course, they need to fucking make it Roadhouse because that is what gets the punters in. So anyway, I'm interested to see that, but yeah, Jake, Connor, uh, I don't know, not for me. Anyway, a couple of things. I've got a punchable offense here and I'll probably rant on this one and finish it. Um, We'll talk about that one. We will talk about this one. Um, oh, I saw here, Kalen Ponga's video today. Caelan Ponga, he's a Queensland legend, right? He's off on an injury right now. There's a video, there's a video of him getting around the internet. It's a four second video. It's the dumbest fucking video I've ever seen. I, I wish that I had my four seconds back. It's footage of him and Kurt man in a toilet. Security guard knocks on the toilet door. Someone's filming. There's always some cunt on the iPhone filming like a little fucking rat. Kurt Mann comes out, then Kalen Point comes out. Cue it. The NRL are investigating. Newcastle Knights integrity unit, they're investigating, there's a big investigation. Uh, what were they doing in the toilet together? I mean, my mind just starts racing, you know what I mean? Were they doing drugs? Who cares? Were they fucking getting each other off? Who cares? Did Kalen eat a bad curry and Kurt's in there coaching him through it? Probably. Who cares? crazy we live in a day and age like this i don't know it's fucking sells because people are like Ooh, what was he doing people oh is he a coke head? is he shoving his dick through a glory hole with man there you know what i mean i don't know probably not who cares funny i thought it was cool though calen Pongers' dad mr ponger don't know his name he's his manager as well apparently he came out and just said that look he was celebrating a, uh he bought a house celebrating with the boys and a few beers and he did something bad and he was in there being sick. Kurt okay, Mann went in to confide him. I thought, that's believable to me. You know what I mean? And I love a dad that sticks up for their son. That, that you know what I mean? Because the papers run wild. No, not ever trust a cunt with a phone in that situation. I hate it. You know, we didn't really do a lot of phones at this Bucks party. And it wasn't about that. But one, you're not in the moment. But there's always some cunt little rat there trying to fucking ping Caelan Ponger. Let's get him out there. He's probably some fucking New South Welshman. You know what I mean? Just upset that we just smashed him in the origin. He's like, I'm going to get him in there and fucking little drug addict and accuse him of this or he's, a, he's, he's in a gay, he's a gay man, he loves drugs, you know what I mean? Let's fucking vilify him. Shut up, put your phone down. Love white wine. And I'm going to end on this. A big punchable offence. This one got me riled up. Uh, and this is actually a punchable offence. Uh, not just a jokingly one. Um, and this will probably ruffle some feathers. I don't give a fuck. Um, doctors who are turning people away from their office, their place of business when someone shows cold and flu symptoms. That is the fucking biggest punchable offense going around in the world at this point. Now, I know COVID has been a hot ticket Uh, newsflash apparently I saw is it Sprint Sutton he's like the Vic health minister or something like that basically one of the fucking clowns that was like super heavy on the vaccine mandates and this and that you gotta do it you gotta have the one you gotta have the two you gotta have the three and then when he got COVID he was like I'm super sick I'm so glad I had the three shots and stuff like that Uh, and he's come out today and basically said look we know that the vaccines don't work whether you have one or a trillion you know what I mean so dumbass. but I'll set the same, my son, I had COVID, Oscar had COVID, he's three months old, we we talked about that earlier in the episode, he's a little kid, he's three months old, he's a baby, you're a baby doctor, right, you go and do it, when you call to make the thingy, the first thing, before they even fucking ask your name, do you have cold and flu symptoms, right, go and Google cold and flu symptoms, right, they're pretty fucking deep, right, congestion, runny nose, headaches, fatigue, fucking lethargic, coughing, fucking hell, it could be spewing, you know what I mean, it's all under the same umbrella, who the fuck cares, they asked you that, no he doesn't have it, right, he's just had COVID, but he's all good, oh he does, did he have COVID, did he have it, no he doesn't have it now, he had it, but I know you people get fucking weird about it, you know what I mean, so he's cool, he's got a bit of conjunctivitis happening, we need to get him in there, right, conjunctivitis is gross, So we want to get his eyes sorted, I felt bad for him, we're cleaning it, we're cleaning it, Clean it, Clean it, we're going in, I wasn't there. I had to work. I wish I was there. Beck goes in. She's got Arabella. She's picked up from daycare. This the, the, the stupid lady in reception, does he have cold and flu symptoms? She's like, well, I don't. But yeah, he does. He's got a little bit of congested. Needs wet outside. Needs wet outside. I'm so sorry. Need a wet outside. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, he's fucking three months old. Do you know what I mean? Mind you, I was at the hospital like a month earlier. This kid came in, his coffin and spluttered. And the mum goes, he's got COVID. He's got a lung issue. And they're like, yeah, cool. Bring him in. I'm thinking, right, whatever, we're doing this at the hospital, it's all on, it's on at the fucking hospital, don't go to your average GP, they suck, get in there, this dumb fuck GP, he's a baby doctor, specializes in baby, he refuses to see my three-month-old son, because he's showing cold and flu symptoms, what an absolute fucking cat for one, you need a punch in the head doctor, I don't know your name, but if I was there, fuck man, oh, I would've, it would have been It could have been like a current affair special where I'm, I'm, I'm the villain in this situation, and and Beck would just call me, and I just saw red, straight red at that time. I thought. What, the, what fucking GP is not seeing a kid that's got conjunctivitis because they're showing congestion of the nose who's previously had COVID? You're a fucking doctor. No no doubt you're probably triple vax like a fucking clown. You probably got a stupid mask on because you have to wear, fucking wear the mask in these places now, which is another fucking crock of shit. And you don't want to see my son? It's just like, right, then this other fucking, like, Shout out to him, he comes out, but Beck had been to see him before, and this guy's a new recruit. Anything you say to this guy, the kid fucking runs away. He's gone to uni, the kid runs away, goes and asks the other doctor what the fucking ailment is, right? I don't know how they're recruiting these doctors now. Of course you've got to do the 1.5 distancing, not to mention that you have the fucking mask on. I don't know how fucking far spit and nasal shit can travel, but you're 1.5 metres apart on the opposite side of the room. He's there fucking peering at Oscar's eyes from across the other side of the room. He's going, yeah, it looks a little bit like this. What are you doing? Yeah, doing salt warm water. Yeah, cool. That's cool. Yeah, keep doing that. Yeah, keep doing that. Oh, and if it persists, it's Wednesday. If it persists, bring him back Friday. Beck's like, why would I bring him back Friday? We're here now. And why the fuck would she bring him back Friday? You know what I mean? Unless the kid's head fell off. Like, we're here now. We made the appointment for Wednesday. We don't want you to fucking just look at him, then come back Friday and tell us, oh, this is actually what's wrong with him. We just wanted to fucking double whammy you with the fucking payment. Seriously. If you're a doctor or you... I'm sure someone's been in this position. I get really sick of this shit in this day and age, hey. But, like, cold and flu symptoms are so fucking wide, full on, right? They're everywhere. Who gives a fuck? If you're a fucking GP that can't see a kid or an adult or an old person or whatever because they're showing cold and flu symptoms, seriously, punch yourself in the face and hand in resignation. Go and fucking dig ditches. You're a fucking moron, hey. Seriously, I cannot believe it. I couldn't believe it. I was pacing around the house, ready to punch a fucking hole in the wall. I was so angry, right? I almost fucking got on the phone. I almost wrote a letter. I almost drove down there. I was so angry, right? But yeah, just made me think. And I was like, fuck you. You know what I mean? GPs, they're fucking worried about this fucking thing, and look, I know people got COVID, and it's hurt people, I got a mate that's fucking flogged him, you know what I mean, mother-in-law seems to have it at the moment, you know what I mean, it's getting people, just like the fucking flu is getting people, and every other fucking sickness known to man, just like cancer gets people, Parkinson's, dementia, suicide, mental health, let's talk about fucking mental health, you know what I mean, for a while, Jesus Christ, Paul Green the other night, 49, decorated footballer, coach, NRL, suicide, don't know how suicide mental health who the fuck knows but seriously there's bigger fucking issues out there than this fucking glorified flu it's ridiculous you know what i mean just say no to the fucking mass just say no to the fucking vaccines get back to fucking normal you know what i mean but as i said punchable offense if you're a doctor turning away people because your patients have cold and flu symptoms punch yourself in the head hand in your resignation go and fucking dig a ditch you're an idiot anyway let's end on that note Ah, oh, I feel good about that. Uh, I'm the king of the couch. I've had such a good time with the white wine, with you, with everything. This has been a great fucking evening. Uh, I'll be back. I've got to get, actually, I had a Smitty. Smitty's been bugging me. After the last time I talked, and I was like, where the fuck Smitty? He got in contact with me, and uh, we've been talking. So he's back on the airwaves. So we'll have to catch up with him. Might catch up with him later in the week after Touch Base. And I'm, I'm due for a fucking footy pot, potty with Jared. Jared had... COVID as well, so he had to take the week off, he was sweet, lived to tell the tale, unvax. can you believe it, doesn't wear a mask, I can't believe that he's here with us right now, you know what I mean, so he's all good, he's back, he's sweet, a few headaches, a bit of fucking congestion, no big deal, guy's all a fucking Muay Thai kickboxing NRL wizard champion, he'll be back, love him, but anyway, that's episode 145, I believe, it's been a while, losing count, episode 145, it's Monday night, you've been a fucking great audience, seriously. Have a great week. I love you all.